Welcome to Maximum Mom with Elise Buey, where you'll hear from women who are navigating the same messy journey as you. Lawyering, entrepreneurship, and mothering, what a trifecta. We're here to share tips, resources, wins, losses, and encouragement for moms who are raising a family while building a law firm. So you feel less alone in your journey toward a fulfilling career and being the best mom you can be. Welcome everybody. This is Elise Bowie with the Maximum Mom podcast. And I'm here today on this holiday sort of, I don't know, we might talk about that, but with Angela Hansen, who is just one of my favorite people who I met a few years ago, actually going to a conference on learning how to systematize our business. And Angela and I got a wide variety of learning from Allison Williams at that. I felt like I was in a fire hose, (laughs) so much learning. Thank you, Angela, for joining me today. Thank you so much, Elise, for having me here. It's a pleasure. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to have you. Okay. Now, first, I always want people to know, like, who is in your family? As you know, this podcast, we're all about being a mom, a lawyer, Mm -hmm. and an entrepreneur. But what you don't know is when I put us on live, I talked about how I was going to talk to you about being in the sandwich generation and the big (laughs) smush. We have a big smush in the sandwich generation. So, I mean, I think of you as mom, caretaker, you know, other lawyer, entrepreneur. I mean, you got a lot going on. So tell us about your family, your sandwich. My sandwich, (laughs) my sandwich. All right. So myself and my husband of 32 years have a 29-year-old son, a 27-year-old son, and a five-year-old daughter. So this is where I'll mention all of our children are adopted. (laughs) Yay. All right. So we've got 29, 27 and five. And then and my older two boys live outside of the family home in another family home. And then we have my beautiful parents and they are 80 and 79. And three years ago, I think it was about three years ago, we sold their home, we bought another home, and all of us live together. So I have mommy and daddy here. So I am, I would be a double decker. You are definitely, (laughs) I mean, I really think of you as an overstuffed po' boy. I mean, Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then that's not, then to today, today we had the spiritual grandbabies. So I have about 17 of those spirituals so that I help their moms transition out of drug abuse or, you know, homelessness. So they all call me big mama, you know, from the South. So today somebody had to go to the orthodontist. So they got dropped off at big mama's house. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we serve a lot it, of folks. It's amazing though. I mean, your family and your joy and your joy with your husband, I mean, just always brings me joy. When I met you, I just connected with you so immediately. Yes. And I, your mama self just exudes out <laughs> of every pore you have. Yeah. And it's yeah. amazing. It, it, for a while there, I thought, 
I'm going to have to like stop being big mama. I, how can I be this powerful, you know, entrepreneur, business owner, lawyer, and, and have people, you know, screaming big mama, which they do in the courthouse when they see me. <laughs> and you know what, Elise, I gave up. I'm like, this is who I am. I am Absolutely. big mama lawyer. They call me big mama lawyer lady. <laughs> I mean, for real though, like embrace yourself yeah. because that's exactly who you are. And yeah. I would think your big mama self helps your clients so much feel that same comfort and that same sense of, oh, this is big mama. She's got me. Like she understands yeah. what I'm going through. Let's yes. talk a little bit about your practice. What kind of practice do you have? Okay. So it's a family law practice and we have niched even more <laughs> to divorce law. So my new website just went live. It's hansendivorcelaw.com. And we really, we are really looking to continue to help the women who are more, um, you know, older and the children are out of the home and oftentimes their spouse is ready to move on. Right. And we didn't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know you had an exit strategy. Right. Right. <laughs> so um, that's that's what we're doing now. And yeah, that they having the ab ability to not only offer them, you know, really good, strong legal advice and services, but honey, I'm right there. I'm the same age. If my husband decided that he wanted to do something different, I, I would be like, oh, no, because I, I didn't start working until, you know, eight years ago. <laughs> I don't have an F egg. <laughs> Nor an exit strategy. I, I'm like, oh, no, we staying together now. You're going to be miserable. <laughs> oh, but you're going to be married. <laughs> and working in the office. And working in the office. That's right. He's my paralegal extraordinaire. He ain't trying to go nowhere, though. Just let's just be honest. That no. man is happy. That's the grinningest man. <laughs> I love that about you too. That just, yeah. I mean, when I first met you two, I just love that because <laughs> you all remind me a lot of Doug and I just yes. happy, really just like serving each other a lot, like really yes. figuring out how can you do things to be together and to make each other happy and how yes. do you spend time together in a way that's joyful. Yes. And I just love that. And I yeah. think that, you know, I don't know. I think it, I know for me, it just brings a smile to my face every day. When I think of my husband, I'm just like, wow, I am Absolutely. so lucky. Yeah. That that's that whole, I married my best friend. Oh yeah. 32 years ago. And it's the thing that, that saved us. Cause it's not like the marriage has just been, you know, all <laughs> cupcakes and rainbows. <laughs> you know? Add in a few unicorns. <laughs> yeah, you know, there were some times when I'm like, whoo, let's see, let's carry the nine, <laughs> add this up. Yeah, no, can't afford it. <laughs> Got to stay. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love that. Well, tell us a little about a bit about your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, I did mention mm -hmm. we met at Allison's Systematize Your mm -hmm. Business. I mean, it sounds like you really kind of took all that to heart and have been running with it yes. ever since. Yes. Well, you know, when I, I started practicing 
as a litigator in family law eight years ago. And I came in as big mama, my girls needed help. I was like, wait, I I have a law degree and I passed the Maryland bar. I can help you. So we, you know, got my, my bar license out of mothballs. And so I started doing this stuff, basically, you know, a hundred percent pro bono. After a few years though, the Lord sent us the baby girl that I thought we were just going to help her. She was in the NICU exposed, blah, blah, blah. And I thought she was only going to be here a little while. But then all of a sudden, when we realized there was another adoption, I can't just be giving away. (laughs) I've got to now make some money because she doesn't have a a trust fund. My boys were out of college, (laughs) you know, paid for. They didn't. They graduated with no debt. That was our gift to them. So, yeah, thank you. My love my husband. Yes, honey. Yes. (laughs) But then this little girl, I'm like, daddy. He stopped working a little early. He retired. Sure. So we were living on my my income until he got of age to receive his retirement from uh, Lockheed Laurel, wherever it is that he was working at the end. And I thought they are relying on me. I mean, I'm I'm the breadwinner. I'm supposed to be the PTA president. I'm big mama. I'm the breadwinner. So we saw, I was seeing Allison on Facebook and law firm mentor and momentum. And I thought, I'm I'm just going to call her. And she really challenged me on my dreams. Like, oh yeah. You know, I was holding on to, I'm just small. I just, I just want to eke out a living, you know, (laughs) the widow's might. And she was like, really? Is that really what you want? Because you don't need me <laughs> to be mediocre. You could do that on your own. So I came, you know, she really got me to say the truth, which is I want as big and as much as possible so that I can have the life I want. I want to, I want to work less and I want to have more. Right. And she told me that was possible. <laughs> And then we show up to systemize and she's like, and here's how you do it. Exactly. I mean, pretty shocking stuff, huh? And like, and here's how you do it. Not, I'm going to give you just a little bit of how you do it. And then I'm going to hide the ball. It was the most amazing thing. So when someone is sharing with you the way that she did, you know, and then the way that we helped each other, that's our little family, you know, I mean, we're all pretty much still together. It's amazing. It I is, love uh, that about the connectivity mm-hmm. of the groups that were created through that. I mean, I feel like I've learned so much from other people that I've met through Allison and the law firm mentor and other just programs I've done, you know, when Allison's been involved. I mean, it's been very helpful. Right. So my firm has gone from me all by myself, losing money (laughs) to we're now systematized. I now pay my husband to be my paralegal full time. (laughs) And we we're working from home right now. Our offices in the former used to be the living room and we hired someone to help with the the little one in her online school someone much more suited for it than (laughs) than he 
<laughs> if I couldn't do it, I mean, yeah. So, and now we've hired, um, we've hired an associate attorney. Um, we've worked with virtual paralegals, looking at what the next hire is going to be, and using Profit First, we we increased our profit three hundred and thirty three percent. Oh my God, I love that so much. Just by using Profit First. That's amazing. Over a year. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and the big news is my daughter doesn't want to be the only pup in her litter. No. So yeah, Friday, the home study is going forward and we're looking to foster to adopt more kids. Oh my gosh, I love Good for you. That's such yeah. exciting news. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. that's so amazing. Wow. That's just, I mean, you are such a blessing to people around you and children. I mean, I just, everything about you just warms my heart and it makes me so happy to hear how well you're doing. I mean, think about how many more people you can serve doing whatever it is you want to do. Whether it's being there when somebody gets dropped off for an ortho appointment. Right. That's right. Huge. It is. And the, the idea, there were so many people who said to me, there's no way you can be doing this well and not working more hours. And I say, yeah, you're wrong. I work fewer hours. Right. I don't work on the weekend very much at all. Good you for know? you. But you have to, you have to systematize. You have to know what you're doing. You know, and I heard that niches get riches. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm niching. Absolutely. I'm a divorce lawyer. You know, I, I can refer your adoption out. <laughs> That's just amazing. That is so exciting. Well, tell us a little bit about the whole sandwich generation. I mean, because okay. you do, yeah. I mean, you live it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I lived it too. I had my parents um, yeah. who had strokes. And I had my grandparents and she wasn't, my mom was an only child. So at some point I had my grandparents living with me, my mom living in a house directly behind me hooked yeah. with a little walkway, me, my husband and four children. Oh my and gosh. It was wild. Like, yeah. <laughs> trying to yeah. deal with all that. Yeah. I mean, talk to us yeah. though about that sandwich. Yeah. So there, there, you do have to have a certain piece about what you're doing. I think that's the first thing is that, so I'm an only child, ostensibly. <laughs> yeah. And my parents don't have any children together. It's just me. And um, I remember when I met my husband, I told him I'm an only child. <laughs> no matter what, you need to understand that at some point, right. my mom and daddy are going to be living with us because when I applied to college, you know, that make the parents do the financial aid forms. I got more money. <laughs> you know, they're, they're wonderful, but the yeah, income was not their strong suit. So what happened was I, we noticed about, I noticed about four years ago, mom was complaining a lot about you know how dad was forgetting things and things like that and I this is just had never never been he's not listening to me he only wants to do the same thing over and over again he doesn't want to make any changes and I picked up on that and I said you know they were talking about moving in with us in seven years and I said no we I think we need to step it up mom because I was getting calls and having to go to the hospital 
Right. And it, we lived too far apart, even though we're in the same little area. It was just, I mean, then the baby, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a right. lot. And they moved in in June, September. Mommy had a TIA and drove her car through, through the garage into my kitchen. Right. God only knows what would have happened had she not been here. I, you know, everybody was fine. It was just stuff. She was fine. She's never had another one. But if she had lived down there in Silver, if I had to, but this way I could just look at her. Totally. And then we had to go to all those neurology appointments. I'm like, I got you. This right. is why you, and she's apologizing. I'm like, that's why you're here, honey. Exactly. <laughs> that's why you're here. And then the next February, dad ends up in the hospital with dementia-like symptoms. I mean, like really bad auditory okay. hallucinations and, and visual hallucinations. Turns out his heart was very irregular and they put a pacemaker in and there's still a little cognitive stuff going on, but he's fine. But again, all those hospitalizations, I got to just go and be there because we right. all the the hospital is five minutes from the house. We all live in the same house. I didn't have to worry about her. I knew where the kid was. <laughs> it's just fine. So in, in that makes sense, it, it does. It makes all the difference in the world. And then my sons are, it's just the, the two of them in that tier. And they are as protective of us as we are of my parents so they come and they anything that needs to be done you know they come over to fix right. granddaddy's you know remote <laughs> oh <laughs> that's he, wonderful he, why do you have two remotes granddaddy you don't need two remotes <laughs> but it's just you know and even after covid they come over they they don't have any problem wearing masks they right. know you know, the question for Thanksgiving was, I mean, I know we can't come, but you're cooking, right? <laughs> you're still cooking. We'll take it to go. <laughs> yeah, and that is how they sound. <laughs> right, but what more can you ask for? To me, I mean, that is just, you've, I mean, the children you've raised, it's amazing because they're able to see your relationship with your parents yes. and they are able to model the same yes. thing with you and Steve, which yes. imagine what that is doing for your daughter yes. and the next one. Exactly. And they, and it's interesting because that's their little sister. They yeah. tease her. <laughs> they, they, all of them treat each other crazily and they're the, her guardians right. and they'll be the next one's guardians. You yep. know, if something happens to, to me and my husband, they they will get these little ones and they absolutely understand. Right. Um, and for us, it's actually I, I, I have to put this out here. This is my family's way. This we've my great grandmother took a child in when she was 70. My grandmother wow. adopted a child when she was almost 60. <laughs> so. That's amazing. This, what a legacy. I'm like, this is just what we do. Right. And it doesn't have to even be, you know, formal adoption. You just right. feed them. You know, I've had kids come stay I th oh, yeah. after one spring break. You know, you're like, are you ever going home? Right. My kid said, no, no, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, we've, 
We have been that as well. I mean, I think that's why you and I just connected yeah. so well. I mean, well, we, remember the first time we met, my husband gave me to you. Right. He's like, will you make sure my wife gets to where she needs to go? Totally. I was like, I got you. <laughs> exactly. You didn't say, sir, are you insane? You're like, yeah, I got her. Oh my gosh, that's so yeah. wonderful. Oh, I yeah. so remember that. Yeah. But I mean, it is so amazing to me when you can bring another child. I mean, obviously you and I both have done dependency yes. work. Like, yes. I mean, I've spent so much time working with, you know, children and parents with yes. CPS. And yes. I mean, so many children, I'm just like, can I just bring you home? You know? Oh, absolutely. And my poor husband's like, was six not enough, honey? Like where are drawing? This right, right, right. Well, I remember we I had him convinced that I wanted 10 when we first got married. And he's like, well, I'll give you three and we'll renegotiate. And then, <laughs> then there was two and I was a stay at home mom. Right. So I'm one of those, you can have it all. Yep. And I thought I would kind of do it sequentially. I didn't, I just did not anticipate this new one. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And so I realized I stayed home and I was the mom that was the room parent and I baked cookies and I went on all the field trips and I did the, you know, oh gosh, I forgot this at home, that at home. And I loved it. I loved being the NAACP parent coordinator yeah. and the cat. I loved all that stuff. You know, um, some of it was mind numbing, you know, after being in a big firm. <laughs> It's like I went from Captain Mutant and Zavis and a, a boutique securities. I practiced securities law before I retired. <laughs> and then I was in the PTA. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you and I led a parallel life. I mean, I think that, but I think there's something to be said. I love when women who, if this is what they want to do, can choose that kind of cycle of life because there's Absolutely. times in your life where staying home might be very important to you. Like you might really want to do that. And I know I did. I mean, I stayed at home for years. Mm -hmm. I homeschooled my kids. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like really into it. I loved yeah. it. And I love yeah. being with my kids. Now I can't imagine it. I mean, I love working. I love mm -hmm. building my firm and, mm -hmm. you know, but I've been able to make those decisions. Yes. for myself. Yeah. And I'm sure not without some sacrifice. And I think a lot of moms, like they'll think, oh, well, that was easy because your husband was working and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, we were getting hand-me-down clothes. And, you know, there were, we had the envelopes where there's much money for food and this much money yep. for clothes and this much money. And when that money ran oh, out of those I envelopes, ooh, it was empty. It was just empty. And my beautiful was husband empty. was oh, yeah. taking the bus <laughs> in his suit because we only had one car. And if the baby had to go somewhere. Totally. We were the know? same way. Yeah. The same way. One car. Yeah. We would do all kinds of things to cut to our expenses it, yeah. so that I could stay home yes. and be able to enjoy the kids. And I mean, we love thrift stores. Like yes. I was the best thrift store shopper on the planet. Oh I my mean, gosh. I bring my kids in there. I'm like, guys, we have 10 dollars i know and and, i mean you can spend a lot with ten dollars in a, a thrift store, especially if you go to some of the savings and days. you have like, to go to the right ones 
Exactly. The, the right one, the right day, the right hour, and the right rack. <laughs> and girl, we could get some could stuff. Do it. I tell you. And so and if anything that you want, you know, if you have the mental acuity, I'm not going to say everybody can be a rocket scientist, but if it's really important to you, and you're willing to make the sacrifices, even with our businesses today, you know, there, there are there are sacrifices in order to grow the business the way you want to. You have to concentrate. You have to figure out where you want to go. You can't just be doing the shotgun, but right. shot approach, you know, and I, I remember Allison told me one day, you got to fire this person that I, I'm like, big mama don't fire people. <laughs> She's like, um, yeah. Yeah, big mama fires people. <laughs> and I was like, <clears throat> yeah, so this is not working out. <laughs> I think firing is one of the hardest parts of this gig, yes. I have to tell you. And I think yes. those of us with this big mama thing mm-hmm. going on, firing is really hard because yeah. I'm always like, I probably didn't do it right. Like I probably oh, have given them enough training right. or enough, you know, work on their mindset yes. or enough yes. understanding or yes. I can come up with every, absolutely everything that is my fault. Excuse. <laughs> oh yeah. And every so often I'll get somebody on my team and they're like, Elise, like, I mean, yeah. cut it's it. It's not working. You've yeah. done it. Like, yeah. Yeah. But so it's the same though. It's sacrifice is sacrifice, yeah. right? We don't want to fire people, but you have to make those sacrifices to your, your vision of who you are and what this means, because the only thing it meant was it, it didn't work out. That it's not a good fit right <laughs> it's then. It's not a good that, fit. That person it, it didn't that work out. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So when the kids were little and we're, we're, you know, doing travel soccer, or we're doing what, there were sacrifices to be made. We didn't play football because it was on Sunday and we go to church on Sundays yeah. back when we used to actually go to church. <laughs> right? right. So they didn't play football. They had to find other sports. That was a sacrifice for them because they really sure. want it. But we made that sacrifice. But we right. did do travel soccer. <laughs> 6 a.m. It's cold everywhere at 6 a.m. Yeah, that's was <laughs> us doing travel swimming and swim meets are mighty early. Mighty and early. This girl gets speeding tickets regularly on the way to swim meets. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of awkward. Kids in the car, police, yeah. you know, yeah. 5 30 a.m. I was always like, we got to go, guy. Like, we don't have time. Yeah, you, you know, right. Just give me the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God we only had one season of swimming. My son said, yeah, Ma, that's it's too early. <laughs> Yeah, well, we signed up for inside on bleachers. We signed up for swimming very specifically, being a good New Orleanian mom. You know, I listened to older women, and they were like, if you don't want your kids to drink at an early age and party constantly, you get them in the pool at 5 a.m. at five years old. And they start swimming then, and they just don't know any different. And they get up every Saturday morning, and they cannot be hungover at a swim at 5 a.m. So I was like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> so little did I not think that through how right, many years I would be at swim meets at 5 a.m. You too not partying the night before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's awesome. 
The Guild is an insanely productive community of lawyer entrepreneurs with a growth mindset who share their collective genius and hold each other accountable to take their careers and businesses to the next level. But in 2021, we are upping the game. In addition to exclusive access to the group, FaceTime with the two of us, discounted pricing for live events, and front seat exposure to live recording and podcasts and video, we are mapping out for members the exact growth playbook with our new program, Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships and experience content specifically designed to complement your plan for growth. For a limited time only, the Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time program will be offered for free to all new Guild members. Join us by going to maxlawguild.com. Well, tell me something about, as we think about things like a sandwich generation and Mm -hmm. about having children, I mean, I have to tell you, I'm today, I mean, this very day, I have a child who's going off to go skiing and it dawned on me this morning. I'm like, oh, you're 18 now. Like if you get in some big ski accident, I need a power of attorney. Absolutely. And I mean, when you brought your parents in and you think Mm -hmm. about your older children there and you worry about your younger daughter, have you put things in place? Have you talked Mm -hmm. to an estate planning attorney or what have you done to kind of protect all of this? Right. Well, not not nearly enough. Thank you very much for let's put that all out there. Well, sometimes I think we got to put our hot mess mess out yes. there yeah, so that yes. we all can learn from each other. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we, we just are closing my grandmother's estate and she passed away in 2010. So, but so what we've done with mom and daddy, we have their powers of attorney and their advanced directives and their last will and testaments. My boys... You know, I, it just it, it dawns on me that I did not make provisions for them, especially once they came home. Now, when they were away in college, we had the powers of attorney once they right. turned 18. But so I need to revisit that. The And, and uh, that thing about the trust is true. So our, our boys, our men, had their grandparents on their paternal side have... To make sure they just helped out tremendously. So they're, they're, they're going to be set. One thing that we recognize, Stephen and myself, is that we don't expect anybody else to take care of what we're doing now. I mean, yeah. we understand that, you know, yes, these are our babies and, and this, is, this is a choice and they're going to be Hansons, but we don't expect them to get the same treatment as the, the older ones. So We've set up a trust for her and whoever else comes, they'll be in, in, in a trust. That's all that. So that their brothers won't have to use any of their resources to take care of them. Right. Which should make it easier for their brothers and any partners that they have. Because it's like, why are you coming? (laughs) Yeah. And especially, and our family, you know, our family's a, yeah, we're also the rainbow tribe. So I'll tell you the other thing is our sons are brown skinned, my husband's white. So they, when they were younger, he would have to keep kind of documents to make sure that they would fit together, but he wasn't afraid, right? right? Yep. He would get challenged, but he wasn't afraid. Well, I'm brown and my daughter's white. 
and there's a there's the fear factor now really? that if I you know if I have to take her to the doctor or the hospital if there's some emergency situation, that we have to uh, you know walk around with her birth certificate and all that stuff. It's pretty pretty wow. sad. It's really sad. Yeah, I you know I didn't experience it with the boys because I looked like them. Right. But with the little girl. Well, yeah. and I I bet raising a little blonde girl must be interesting on a lot of different levels we could oh probably have God. a whole nother talk about that yeah the blue eyes oh yeah and and how i uh, you know i'm like wait is this how life is for y'all <laughs> <laughs> we walk into a store and they would be like hi oh you're so pretty can i give you stuff you know and it may oh. just be the pretty if she were pretty and brown it would be the same way because she's a girl but i'm thinking Everyone wants to make sure that that little girl is taken care of. Isn't that interesting in and of itself? I mean, it what really a really is. amazing insight, though, for you to be able to live and see and then be able to help educate her, but also your whole family as oh, they're yeah. like out yeah. in the world. Yeah. We were in Harlem. We had a family reunion with all the, the black folks in my family, right? right? So my husband and my daughter were the only white folks. And my daughter is on, on his shoulder screaming, cousins, cousins, where y'all at? Cousins in Harlem. Oh and they, she's so loved. She is oh, so loved. Yeah. Of course, they, she's just. Because she's she's a new little one. We're right. all we're all old. Nobody else. But knows. I mean, it's such an I mean, what an amazing, powerful time for you to uh, be having this and mm -hmm. experience experiencing it. I mean, I would think your voice in this has to be so powerful as you explain what you're seeing to other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, and I think of somebody like me, who's obviously blonde, blue eyed, led my whole life. I mean, I grew up in the South, South yeah. you know, in New yeah. Orleans, my whole life. And but New Orleans is unusual, too. Very. You know, I mean, I was very calm. It's very different than New Orleans. It's was, so different. It's when so we moved to rural Georgia after Hurricane Katrina, I was like, whoa. I was like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, y'all are like downright racist mm -hmm. right here where we are in rural Georgia. And I was like, this was not a thing mm -hmm. in New Orleans mm -hmm. in the same way. I mean, it yeah, was yeah. talent, talent carried the day in New Orleans. Talent, talent. I don't care what color you are. Can you cook? Can you sing? Can you, can you play? Cook. Can you cook? <laughs> I mean, can you cook and can you relate to people? That is what carries you mm -hmm. in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Like, can you walk in an elevator and make a connection by the third floor? You're sharing phone numbers and That's gumbo right. recipes. That's right. And that person is going to be invited right. the next time you whip out their gumbo recipe. <laughs> It's, I mean, right. it's just a different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not just sandwich. We're the ice cream sandwich. <laughs> With rainbows. <laughs> With some strawberry, you know. And oh it does, God. it makes for, it, it, every, it colors everything we do. Absolutely. How we practice, how we run our business. You know, when we were hiring, you know, oh, to yeah. be able to say, one, we ask the question, you know, some, somebody calls you, you answer the phone, you ask them their name and they start bawling, <laughs> you know, they can't get a word out because they're crying so hard. You know, what do you, what would you do? Right. Because I don't care. You can learn the law. Oh yeah. 
You know, you get a call and it's judges chambers and one of our associates was supposed to be there and they haven't shown up. What do you do? The woman I hired said, the first thing you want to do is hang up and tell somebody to try to find them and make sure they're okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, she got hired. So the second thing I'm going to do is grab a jacket, whether it fits or not, and run over to the courthouse. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. Oh, yeah. that person was golden. Oh, harder. Um, I mean, I'm like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That person was golden. I mean, you can't teach that kind of just sound judgment <sighs> and culture around yes. what actually matters. And yes. especially when you're dealing with family law. I mean, I find we sometimes listen to calls like either through Smith AI or we have, mm -hmm. we actually have two different intake companies. It's a long story, but we'll listen to these calls sometimes mm -hmm. or the Google LSA calls. Mm -hmm. And some of them are cringeworthy. Like somebody will say something like, I've been married for 32 years. I just found out my husband's cheating on me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the person will be like, okay, now what county are you in? I'm like, no, you did not even acknowledge right. having any empathy, not even a slight acknowledgement yeah. of the total shit show that right. person's life right. is. Great. So when can we get you in? I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Those things are so important. So important. Oh, yeah. Empathy. Empathy. It I mean, I think, I mean, we are drilling down right now in our firm just so much on intake, like figuring out how do we convert every lead that's good mm -hmm. to a client? Yeah, absolutely. And not having leads ideally that are not good, but not having those people that are calling and they're getting that ridiculous, okay, what county are you in? Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Give me a break. Uh, yeah. Nobody wants to have that question be the question when they've just told you their life's right. darkest secret and right. fear. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, we are. That's our next hire is intake. We got to figure it out if it's going to be virtual or, or what have you. But yeah, those are. They're Those critical. are some of my concerns. Oh, you yeah. know, but Allison uh, has that great legal sales yeah course so and i've i've been it i've done it twice at least so you know oh, i'm looking for forward yeah, yeah i just keep going we have, oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i know we're i people must get really tired of us with the allison williams thing but i'm like it's it's not my fault she's so good <laughs> it's just it's her fault that she's well, so and good. i mean i think some i think she works with this very particular group of people that are starting out in their practice, you know, where they're mm -hmm. really at that ground level, getting so many things put in place. And I mean, it can be such a game changer. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I love Allison has called me out on so much of my own BS, you know, to, <laughs> and, and she yeah. does it in such a high level intellectual kind of respectful yeah. way. And I'm like, Oh, that sounded kind of yeah. fancy. So yeah. yeah, maybe that was me. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, you really, you really don't ever want to make money. You want to lose money. That oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you know, lady who lunches and gives away free legal advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be on your tombstone. Big mama yeah. who lunches and does pro bono. <laughs> yeah, and the thing here's the really good news is. 
I still do a lot of pro bono. I have more time and it can help more people because I have systems and exactly in place and, you know, and don't you think there's a big difference between voluntary pro bono and involuntary pro bono? (laughs) Yes, I don't do involuntary pro bono. And every now and then we'll see people asking the question of, you know, what do you do with the people who don't pay their bills? And I'm, and I, I go, er, wait, you don't have retainers? They're not evergreen? I don't understand how you would even get in that position. And I'm in a state where, you know, the, they'll make you stay in a case, right? Oh, wow. I can't just withdraw, which is fine because... We make sure, okay, we have trial here. So that means by this point, we need X amount of dollars in, in your retainer and exactly. in your trust. See, no problem. Because if it's not here, then you don't get to here. And it's, and it's done in a very loving way. Well, of course. You know? yeah. Because I love you. You love me. We've been in this together. I, I brought you as far as I can bring you. And they all want to make sure the little girl gets what she needs because everybody thinks she's so wonderful. And she's <laughs> not going to be able to do that if exactly. I keep your case. Exactly. You know, payment plan. We can work stuff out. <laughs> well, and I think it's always a good lesson, too, when we lawyers, and I know I've messed this up a lot. I mean, there are many, many clients that I've been like, well, I guess we'll, you know, move this or do, I just don't have the right boundaries sometimes. And it has been a real lesson to learn about the boundaries that I have for my own self, my own family, my Mm -hmm. own finances. Mm -hmm. And what does that say to everybody else? I mean, why would I not honor my own boundaries yet? I'm expecting my client to honor boundaries. That makes no sense. That's kind of inconsistent. And it's been a real lesson. And I think that has been one of my big takeaways in all this running a law firm is learning to create boundaries that I am a hundred percent comfortable with. I can say them out loud with a yes. straight face. I yes. can put them on the front page of a newspaper. They are perfectly valid, reasonable, yep. moral, valued, yes. you know, respectful boundaries. Yes. I remember Allison had me do an exercise, which I did not finish on paper, (laughs) but in my heart, I finished it. It was written in my head. (laughs) A hundred and one reasons why my business is unique. Oh, wow. Why? why, Because I, I did not value myself. Right. And I was like, you know, I've only been, I, I was a stay at home mom for, you know, 14 years. And how can I charge this per hour and all that stuff? And she's like, you have no idea what, what you're bringing completely to the table, you know? And I, I'm at the point now where I'm like, yeah, that's, yes, that's my billable hourly rate. <laughs> if anything, it's going up next week. Oh, <laughs> you know, well, of course it is, you know, and, and you're going to, you're going to get a good return on that investment. Right. Because I'm going to work, work hard. And your knowledge base, you're bringing all these years of experience and you understand family systems better than, I mean, 99 out of a hundred attorneys. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Because I do. That emotional intelligence. You talk about that a lot because, you know, I also listen to Elise Bowie a lot. And, (laughs) but that emotional intelligence and being able to work with opposing counsel. Totally. Right. 
when they when people choose lawyers who are like them. Right. So somebody who has the bad N-word, narcissistic tendencies, you know, or has some kind of personality issues, they get attorneys like them. And then it's everybody's frustrated. Eh, mediators are frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. And I'm like, come on, y'all. Come yeah. on, we can do this. Exactly. We can do this. Don't let them carry you to someplace you don't need to be. Exactly. You know, well, and I say that as an attorney, there's so many times when I'm dealing with an opposing counsel and they're kind of like snarky, like mm-hmm. real bad snarky. And I'll be like, wait a minute, where did we go awry? Like, let's sit down. And mm-hmm. my famous thing is, I mean, fried chicken and beer. I promise <laughs> you, if you are eating fried chicken and drinking beer together, you are not snarky. You are able to bring it down and have common ground. And I mean, I, I mean, too bad there's not more good fried chicken out here in Seattle. I have to tell you, we are, it's not like in New Orleans where I could right. find really good fried yeah, chicken yeah, on yeah. every corner. Yeah. But no, here we got Starbucks on every corner. It's not quite the same because if you go to mm. Starbucks, you can still be snarky. Oh, it absolutely. Not the same feel yes. yeah. as fried chicken and beer. Yeah. So I have to say people need to like really think outside what they're used to, but getting attorneys to just be able to sit yeah. with you and, and start over and just be like, yeah. I don't know what. And you can say that. I don't oh. know how we got off track. I oh. just had this with an attorney a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how we got on t- off track, but I'd like to get back on track. Absolutely. I can do that because I'm 58 years old almost. I, I, there's exactly. nothing. I've been on stage. I've been on radio. I've been on television. I've, I've done a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not going to live and die off this case. Exactly. Well, <laughs> right? your ego isn't impacted at all by this other person. Not which, at all. Which is so freeing, I find. Oh, my gosh so freeing to just not have another human's emotions impact my emotions. Absolutely. Well, I don't know how you could be a strong, successful business owner. And Allison has really taught, taught me this too. And, and usually, and when we were in conflict, like when I wanted to, to, to do something and, and she would be like, this is not what you said you were going to do. One of those conversations you said you were going to do X and now you're trying to do Y and, and, you know, and she would just really push back on me. And I realized I I really cared about her. She cared about me. This was business. We're going to just talk business. You know, that was one of the first times because I'm used to winning all the time. (laughs) I really am. Somebody told me they do a lot of appeals. A lot of my cases go up on appeal and I'm like, well, that means you lose a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure that I would be, I'd be putting that out there. Like <laughs> I literally said, well, I don't lose that much, but it's okay. But definitely learning that not only is this lawyer, you know, just another human being, they put their pants on the same way, but honestly, these children are not my children. I this, this pension is not my pension. That house is not my house. I do care about my clients, but there's only, I didn't marry the person. I, 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 you know, I didn't have these babies. I didn't have the fifth one when we knew at the first one that it wasn't going to work out. Exactly. You know? So I'm just going to help you as much as I can right. to, to help you through 
you know, and I turn the clock off quite a bit to, and I'll just say, okay, I'm in big mama mode. I've turned off your clock. I need to talk to you about some stuff, you know, because I'm still, I'm still a, I'm a pastor. I don't know if you know that, you know that. Oh yeah. So, you know, I'm still a minister. I still, I I can't go, well, I just don't care about that's all. (laughs) I don't care about those feelings, (laughs) but I'm not going to charge you. (laughs) Right. You know, exactly. to talk to you about some some principles that I think are going to help in life. Yeah. And I just think all getting all that ego out just makes such a difference in being mm-hmm. able to handle this work in a way. And um, it is so it is really such a joy to talk to you. I love being able to talk to you. And I'm so grateful to Allison for meeting you and your husband and getting to watch your family from afar. Yeah, I just yeah. it makes me so happy. And I'm thrilled for your family. I can't wait to see the next little one. I know, right? I'm excited. I'm so excited. This one will have to like stay secret until, you know, an adoption because you can't put foster kids on on, on blast. But I'm really excited. And I love that you have Doug and he's, I call him your Steve. And look, it's, I mean, women business owners, right? Lawyers, who have who've made it i mean out of we it we didn't start off on a win you know we've had to go through some stuff it it has been such um it's so good to watch someone like you with the joy that you have it's okay for us to love and like our husbands oh yeah there are a lot of of women who are not in in that situation. And I've decided about everything. I'm not going to dim my light anymore. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if my light's too bright for you, then you move. And you pull down your shade. Exactly. And that you person- pull down your shade because I right. will let my little light shine, honey. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I am so happy for you. And thank you so much for joining me today. And I really hope you have a great rest of your week. And I hope y'all are staying warm. I mean, it's really cold here in Seattle right now. Yeah, it, it's cold here, but you know, thank God we can pay for the heat. So exactly. it's a good day. <laughs> well, enjoy the rest of your day. And thanks so much, Angela. Thank you, honey. Thank okay, you. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Mom Podcast, a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next time.